As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high-flying, ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eat and pray like bazookies on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa Bowen, Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose, it's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Marissa Bowen, Zach are here to Squawk. Don't miss the mistress talk on some. This is what it's all about. We do daily podcasts for like two and a half weeks during training camp. We got all kinds of time for guests and nonsense. I will open up a two hour block. Hello, everybody, and welcome to day two of daily pods for Miners Week leading into the NFC Championship game on Sunday at 3 p.m. at Lincoln Financial Field. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn here. Zach, everybody wants to know. I've been getting hit up from uh, movers and shakers across the league, unnamed sources, high-ranking people, people on the street. People are stopping me. They're saying, hey, how did Zach's basketball game go last night? (laughs) To quote Andy Reid, I need to do a better job. Um, Mm. I I did not play well enough. I I did not help my team win, and uh, I need to do a better job next week, bottom line. How'd you do? What what were your numbers from the field? Would you guess? <laughs> I, I took one shot. You only oh, took oh, one shot? Yeah, I was distributing last night. Yeah, I was well, trying that's to. That's a positive what, thing. What's that's the format thing. of these games? Four on four. <laughs> oh, full, I think you've told me right. Yeah, yeah four on four. Short, full, short it's, ish court. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's what do you play to? Week. Oh, it's timed. It's, it's time. Two twenty minute. It's two twenty minute halves. Yeah. And you only took one shot the whole game. Well, our game plan going into the game was was to to feed our two best scores, right? And Isn't that, this like a like supposed to be like a, everybody just gets out and gets some exercise, like recreational activity? And you're just you're going like full on ball hog offense. You're not even spreading it around. You get one shot. <laughs> it was it was my doing. I I could have shot more, but I was uh, I was really trying to get the ball into our scorers' hands. We were playing. Yeah, yeah. It was. I what was. What about the assisted turnover ratio then? It was. It was. It was decent actually, okay. relative All to right. what I, I didn't turn the ball over as much as as I I did the previous week. But 
I was a little too conservative on offense, right? So I I, sh- I should have penetrated and kicked a little more. But I don't, I'm, I'm not good enough. I need to do a better job, bottom line. Eagles, Niners, let's get to it. Did you guys win, though? The chat has, wants to know. No, we lost. We mm. lost. We were undermanned as well. Um, so, well, but that's not an excuse. We need to, yeah, we, yeah, we need more scoring. We need more rebounding. Um, and unfortunately I don't help in either area. So, uh, yeah, there's, we'll be fine. We'll be all right. We have, uh, we have some good players. We'll be okay. I believe in you guys. I believe you've got the leadership to turn it around. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I Marissa, mean, how are you? How is Michael's man cold? And how <laughs> nervous is he starting to get for his big appearance tomorrow night on the show? Yes. So for the chat that's asked, um, Michael will be coming on tomorrow night. Um, he is very excited slash nervous. He's been doing a lot of research, um, watching a lot of film, taking a lot of notes. Um, so hopefully he'll be very prepared. But I think he's excited. I think he's nervous. And the cold, hopefully, he's got he's on an antibiotic now. So hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully he'll be a lot better tomorrow. Um, but yeah, can't wait. Should you know, he makes first. his first ever NFL start in the playoffs in Pittsburgh against a big division rival. And this is probably what he's more nervous for. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> it might equate. Um, you know, because a lot of pressure. I told him there's well, going to be a the lot biggest, of people watching. Biggest show around, yeah. Exactly. This so, NFC Championship. Yeah, he's excited. Uh, okay. We've checked in on both of you. Uh, It's time to check in on me. (laughs) And I think with that in mind, let's roll that tape, baby. What do you think they're going to order tomorrow? Mm. They have to keep it the same. It has to be Pizza Hut again. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a prediction. Yeah. Someone's going to ask Sirianni about this, his, this week. And he's going to say they ordered little Caesars pizza. Because that's the official partnership. Of that's the, the official yeah. partner. Yes. Yeah, exactly. He's going to say they did not go back to it. He's like, I had a hankering for Little Caesars. I think yeah. somebody got, someone's going to get Someone in the market. Yeah, exactly. Like, you guys are Pizza Hut? Yes. That's yeah. Little Caesars. Yeah. They you, really think, you really think the Lurries care if he's saying Pizza Hut and they're winning? I don't I think, think the Lurries they'll, care. They'll eat the sponsorship. People. No, there's, there's, there's hardworking people. Uh, on true, on, very true. You know the business wing of the building, who are probably hearing from a, a little Caesar's rep this week, saying oh, like, yeah. "We, yeah, we pay all this money to be the official pizza provider." Yeah, so I, I get that, right? You, you put the birdie in mm-hmm. the ear. So, um, or or Marissa, maybe if it's little, if he drops a little Caesar's, you get a point for a super sarcastic. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll be sending <laughs> little Caesar's to the facility myself tomorrow. <laughs> How many coaches are there? <laughs> Not a point for the win for the for the win, just a point for the weekly oh. tally. So you'll still be short, but you'll get a point. <laughs> I mean, if then it's not helping me win. Yeah, that's fair. All right. But you then, know what? But... If, if he drops little scissors, you get a point. Okay. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> and then you yesterday. That. What was I thinking? I should have given myself the point. This is ridiculous. <laughs> 4 a.m. What was what kind of decision making was that? Bad job, but an unbelievable prediction because yesterday, Zach, as you know, Nick Sirianni was asked by Jimmy Kemsky what he what he ordered last night or what he ordered on Sunday, and he said Little Caesars, Little Caesars, and he said it very matter of factly, to the point where one would even question whether the 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 truthfulness of that. Oh, yeah. um, he was definitely looking at Bob Lang during that. During but he the- he he had been appropriately coached <laughs> yes. for that answer. 
And uh, I mean, I get the undying respect of all of our listeners uh, for knowing what was going to happen. But for some reason, Marissa gets an extra super point. And now uh, the math is all fakakta. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even like fight it. I was like, <laughs> you know, 4 a.m. It was the end of the show. Like, you know what? You get the point. You get a full point. I was like, another okay. another piece of swooper charity. <laughs> hey, Unbelievable. I'll You're giving it out. Yeah. You're the rule maker and you're also giving out points. Yeah, no, no, I was I mean, thinking. What might as well take it, right? Mm. All right. <laughs> and you and you know what? I don't blame Nick in that uh I'm all for authenticity, but I need to imagine, right? As I said the other night, there are hardworking people in that building who that phone call must be brutal when you know, you've worked really hard to get this account and and then your head coach mentions a a different pizza company, right? But uh, I think they dropped the ball themselves. They could have they could have responded with some some sort of viral marketing, you know, like sent a bunch of little Caesars into the Novacare complex or it something. Could be creative. Or to, Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I also think Pizza Hut could have done the same. Why doesn't Pizza Hut have a billboard up on uh yeah. you know, up on the 95 right now saying the official coach the official pizza of coaches everywhere or something like that. Yeah, but that would be like if if you know pick a sponsor of ours and then we mention their competitors. You know, it it it, it wouldn't go over well with our sponsor. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how many competing uh, uh, manscaping products are there really? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it is day two of prep for the big game on Sunday, and so today we heard from three. Philadelphia Eagles coordinators. As for what they said, well, it's time to send it over to the Stone Cold Newsman himself, Zach Berman. The coaches were back to work this afternoon, and they're putting the game plan together for Sunday's NFC Championship game. Tickets went on sale this morning, from what I understand. you had it, Even if you were interested, it was very unlikely to grab those tickets. Um, as far as news, not much hard news right now. Nick Sirianni said the team is hopeful that Avante Maddox returns on Sunday, but Maddox has some hurdles he must clear first. He, he needs to practice. They need to see how his body responds to football activities. So that will be certainly a storyline on Thursday and Friday this week because they have a walkthrough on Wednesday. And then it certainly sounds like Brett Kern will remain the punter for the Eagles. Uh, Aaron Sipos, who Bo said, was it last week or two weeks ago, is eager last to return. Week. It does not look like uh, like Kern's going to give up his spot at this point. From the coordinators today, it's about what you would expect. Jonathan Gannon mentioned that NFC Championship game in January 2018. He was on the Vikings coach. He said he was on the Vikings sideline. He was there. Yeah, this was uh, interesting. Uh, he was there. Sec uh, there. Secondary coach at the time or assist, assistant secondary coach at the time, maybe. Uh, I think that's right. And he said that that was the loudest atmosphere he's ever been a part of or the best atmosphere he's ever been a part of. He he mentioned a conversation with Harrison Smith before the game. where He they basically said like, Harrison Smith was pissing his pants before the game. He, he, didn't, he was like Harrison Smith was like, whoa. And yeah, that that's a famous about crowd. about to become adopted. No wonder. That's a famous crowd in Eagles history. And uh, and Gannon referenced that game. Not much from Clay or Steichen in terms of news, things we can interject 
over the course of the podcast. We certainly have enough of them this week to discuss them. Uh, but that's 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 about it from the news end. The team is back tomorrow for a walkthrough. We'll hear from Nick Sirianni. We'll hear from Jalen Hurts. We'll hear from many others, and we'll have all those updates on Birds with Friends. Back to you in the studio, Bo. Dynamite stuff, Zach. Thanks so much. Uh, we'll keep you in mind as we continue the show. Um, we've got Dan McQuaid from Defector coming on after the break in a little bit. But before then, we're going to dip into the quail bag, a little bird in edgewise as we move our way down uh, along the line this week. Also, Zach, before we get to that, story from you now on The Athletic on Jalen Hurts, the processor, the mind, the triple threat. Yeah. So the origin of this here is that if, if, if you recall, after a game this season, uh, Jalen Hurts said that he's not a dual-threat quarterback. He's a triple-threat quarterback. He, It's not just killing teams with his arm and his leg, but also with his mind. And he was on the you know that ESPN interview that he did with Donovan McNabb and Michael Vick, and, um, and they were uh, talking about this concept and he said Brian Johnson brought it up to him. And so I spoke to Brian Johnson about it and Brian Johnson gave the origin and Brian Johnson explained uh, exactly how and there are specific plays in there that reference some of them. You know, there was one spectacular play, but then there was one that seems like a routine play, but the coaching staff, Sirianni brought it up, Brian Johnson brought it up as examples of how Jalen Hurts is winning with his mind. So uh, make sure that you check that out on The Athletic. And while you're on The Athletic, also check out uh, Bo's thoughts on the game uh, and the early thoughts on the matchup. We discussed it on the pod, but Bo has some really good numbers and charts and breakdowns in there. And you also hear Sirianni talking about A.J. Brown. I know that's been a topic of conversation among uh, Eagles fans or a, a, a source of intrigue among Eagles fans. So you can find that all out in Bo's piece today. Yeah, what did you make of that, Zach? That that Sirianni acknowledged yesterday that A.J. Brown was upset not just because he had been a little dinged, but also because he he wanted the ball, you know, 38-7 yeah. blowout. No problem with that. Okay. He's 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 a competitor. I I I think it's more of a problem if he if he doesn't want the ball, right? So, yeah, if I mean, yes, but at that stage of the game, a game that was like so lopsided, I don't know. I think it's it's context specific, right? It came it came after a play when he was throwing a ball in the end zone, mm -hmm. right? Uh, as a near touchdown, they they didn't connect. I honestly I don't have an issue with this. I I I know that this has been a subject of conversation, but I I truly believe that that like you want a wide receiver who who wants the ball in his hands. Otherwise, it, you know, that's that's part of what makes A.J. Brown great is, is that personality. And I don't think that he nor Devontae Smith are going to have yeah. a lack of targets yes. this week. So, yes, I think that's fair. All right, Zach, let's let's dip into the mailbag here uh, a little bit. My favorite and... thing to do, by the way, I, I love mailbag pods. It engages the audience. I like knowing what's on their mind. It's your favorite and thing to do on this podcast. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the, the the mailbag pods. When I was growing up, I used to love when Bill Simmons' mailbags came out. And I would, like, uh, those were always exciting days at school. I would print them off, and I would read them in class. And this is this is kind of an, an homage to that. You'd print them out, you'd go home, 
call up a girl and just read her the answers. <laughs> no, I, I, I would read them during class. I shouldn't admit that because I should be, you know, listening I don't think to you're going to get, I think it's but, too late for you to get in trouble yeah. for that now. So. Statute of limitations expire. Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. First question from Anique. What is your favorite one-on-one -on -one matchup in the trenches that you are looking forward to in this game? Because this, this podcast is all about the trenches. Well, Lane Johnson versus Nick Bosa has to be the answer there. Okay. And I'm assuming you see, I mean, Nick Bosa does switch sides, but mostly plays on that side, on Lane's side. And I think that'll yeah, be it's a like great 65, matchup. 35 or so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think, I think uh, I am curious to, to see how they deploy Nick Bosa. Um, do they view the hampered Lane Johnson as the opportunity to, uh, to spring Nick Bosa or is it Jordan Mailata on the left side? I'm sure that it, they will do a little bit of both. Um, if I'm going to look for another answer, I would say, like, I think Reddick versus McGlinchey is a, is a big opportunity for the Eagles. I think that's where they can maybe wreck the game. But I also think that uh, Javon Hargrave, if they can get into passing downs, has a real opportunity to, to blow up the middle of that, um, that Niners offensive line, which, which can be had, I think. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, next question from Kenneth. How did Zach hear Michael Dunn's speech at the wedding when he was preparing to beeline it to the buffet? <laughs> I'm a sucker for, for, for wedding speeches, so <laughs> always too. listen always listen to the vows and the speeches. Yeah, uh, there's there's parts of, of weddings that I'm not as interested in, and then there's I'm always like engaged in the, in the speeches. So number one, dessert table. Number two, speeches. <laughs> What's one. number three? Number three. And what are you I not I interested weddings. in? I'm I'm not as like. Um, enthralled by by watching the couple dance you know that's 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 that seems to be a thing where everyone stands up and wants to watch the couple dance it's the first it dance it's like the whole it's this it's a whole big yeah, thing it's one dance it's not the whole it's not the whole night i'm i'm simply answering your question okay. that i much prefer a best man speech or bridesmaid speech or father or mother of the bride or groom speech than watching the first dance. The first dance doesn't do it for me. That's all I'm saying. Some okay. people stand up and they want to watch the first dance. Uh, I, I can, I'm, I'm fine not watching the first dance. Michael I think it's hated more... the first first dance too. Like, <laughs> I feel like I mean, Michael and I are kindred spirits here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was very nervous about the first dance. So. What's what was your least favorite part? What's your generally least favorite part of a wedding, Marissa? I don't know. I love weddings. Um, I don't know. I really have to think about that one. 
Um, I have my okay. cousin's wedding coming up, so uh, maybe I'll attend that and then report back. <laughs> so I don't know. What is yours? Um, probably not remembering to bring uh, like bills to tip. Mm. Yeah, like the bartenders. Yeah. Yeah. I never have. And then so then it's like you got to order enough so that I can just I can tip tip a nice twenty. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad a bad thing though. <laughs> no, it's not a bad. I'm just I don't know. I'm trying try to come up with an answer. A, I like I like what it's too. That's such a humble brag. That's such a humble brag. There, seriously. Baller. Yeah, yeah. What well, I? It's a long I'm, night. I'm such a good tipper. I'm such a good tipper <laughs> that my least favorite part of the wedding is when I forget the bills to tip. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, my least favorite part is is all the people coming up to me and telling me they they love the show. Uh, just like you know, let me live my life for once. Uh, all right, next up from Shane, Zach. Thinking of the 49ers matchup, do you think there are some shades of Birds Vikings from 2017? The Vikings defense was historically good, and they had a journeyman quarterback in Case Keenum. Skill players don't match up to the not those Vikings skill players don't match up to these Niners. But I'd love to hear your comparison on that team versus this team. Interesting question there. I don't think it's going to be as much of a mismatch as that game was. But what I will say is that the the best chance of this game getting out of hand is the Eagles building up a lead. Because I don't know if the 49ers are e equipped to, to come from behind in this game. right? So if the Eagles go up two scores early, I don't think this is a fourth quarter game, right? Mm. I think the, the the way the Niners win this game is if it looks like the Eagles Cowboys game, right? If if it's close in the third quarter and then they pull away and the Eagles have a few three and outs in there, if the Eagles score points early in the game, then I think the Eagles run away with it. Not thirty eight to seven, but a healthy healthy advantage. I have to tell you that just as we track our feelings over the course of the week. Today, I am feeling like the Eagles win handily. That's just the way that I feel today. Um, I think it's because the things that we believe in, like they've got a better quarterback significantly. I think their weapons are a little bit better. I think their offensive line is a little bit better. And I think that that great offense beats great defense. Um, but... That I think I think I think that will probably change over the course of the week. But right now, I'm feeling like the Eagles are gonna are gonna win comfortably. Yeah, I I I kind of do. Well, I don't think comfortably, but I I yeah. yeah I mean, it's win. gonna be a you know an agitated filled game, but but yeah, like, I I think the Eagles are gonna win too. And it's funny because I'm reading some of the stuff out of San Francisco, and I see them talk about things that like where the Niners have this decided mismatch, and I'm like, am I? A homer here or am i reading this incorrectly like am i interpreting this incorrectly so i i i i mean the the way it's kind of being portrayed somewhere is like the niners are are this juggernaut taking on the eagles and i understand 12 straight mm. wins but i don't know i mean i think the eagles are the better team yeah i think i think you know i mean obviously 12 straight wins is, is very impressive yeah. but i think the eagles i mean they have been the best team yeah. in the conference over the course of the season and they're like they haven't lost anybody um and they sort of showed that they were able to get back to their you know their their best selves last week i don't know it's gonna be it's, I'm, I'm still very excited i don't know yeah 
Uh, what question from Marissa? Uh, Peck nest migrate, Marissa. These baby names. I saw this one. I was hoping this wasn't asked. Bo, Zach, and Denise. I can't do that. <laughs> it's a girl. When yeah, I have a boy, point. we'll do okay. that. Okay, fair enough. I would, I would nest them all. <laughs> uh, Zach, what is your favorite off-topic topic to discuss on Birds with Friends? Hmm. College football. Good one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good answer for you. <laughs> What's yours? Uh, your personal life. <laughs> that's that I can assure you is my least. <laughs> Zach, do you know what uh, what games? Josh Sweat plays on his computers? That question was asked. I do. Um, here, let me pull up my notes here. So, go on to the next question, and, and I will come back to that. I'm, I'm pulling it up. Some questions that we had. We had some good suggestions on uh, Niners-Eagles overlaps, guys, from yesterday. I didn't mention Brian Westbrook on purpose because he was all in the chat, but I do need to take the Moa Culpa, uh, as pointed out by Matt Gelb and uh, handsome Rich Bobby that uh, I never asked who you guys think Frank Gore is going to be rooting for in this game. I imagine the Niners. Mm. Yeah, it's the okay. Niners. Yeah. Uh, Fransky in LA, over under one and a half cowardly decisions by Kyle Shanahan on Sunday. <laughs> You'll know it when you see it. Uh, Melvin style, I'm going to take the over. I think probably at the end of the first half and then uh, in the in the fourth quarter, he's going to be, he's going to be turtling like he likes to. Okay, here you go. So he plays... Uh, some of the games include Modern Warfare, Warzone, all types of battling Apex Legends, 2K. Uh, if if this rings a bell with our listeners. Okay. From Nico, Zach, if Miles Sanders moves on, can Kenny Gainwell make the step up or do you think they'll draft a mid-round running back? I think they draft a running back this year uh, if Miles Sanders moves on. I actually think they, they draft one regardless, but... Uh, in, in particular, if Miles Sanders moves on, and this gives me a chance to give a shout out to Dane Brugler, who has his uh, positional guides out today, not the full write-ups, but his rankings right now. And he, he in his tweet teasing it, uh, which which I I shared, he mentioned the strengths of this year's class, and he identified cornerback, he identified edge rusher, and he identified running back. And those are all three positions that the Eagles could address with their first, you know, in the first three rounds of the, of, of the draft, let's say. This is a really good running back draft class. Uh, I've talked about that a number of times. There's a handful of guys who who I think could be starting caliber players. And then there's even players in the middle round. Like, I think Bo's going to really fall for the pit running back. Um, I have a hard time pronouncing his name. Uh, but Bo. he's... No, his first name's Israel. I can pronounce that, but um, the uh, he is he's a big play guy, number one, and he's he's one of the youngest runners in the in the draft. It's Abanakanda. I hope I, I pronounced that correctly. Israel Abakananda. Um and uh, he was he was really good this year, and he's doing a smart thing for a running back. Is that? You know, true junior, I think he's still 20 years old, had a big year, uh, doesn't have a lot of, you know, this was only his 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 first year in that role. And he enters the draft, which he should do at, at that position, right? Because the shelf life is shorter, you know, you know, come out as, as early as you can. I've also seen the point, which I, I think is is fair, that like the the star running backs at big schools 
because the NFL contracts are so weighted against the running backs, it makes sense for them to maybe return for a senior season to get the NIL money before assuming you're going to be like a one contract player anyway. And they saw a lot. There's been a lot of that this year. Dane, mm. Dane said there's been a lot of surprises of guys actually staying guys yeah. that you, that he had in his top 100. I, I forget the number of how many he said, but there was a significant amount of players he had in his top 100 that decided to not declare this year. Yeah. I, I was talking to a player on the, on the Eagles. I'm not going to mention the name because it wasn't on the record. Um, but he was like, he would just transfer every year in college. Yeah. <laughs> he would just be, it's, it's like, it's like being a free agent every year, you know, um, mm-hmm. he, he would just take that money. So mm. Dane had, um, uh, the Eagles taking Bijan Robinson in his, uh, latest mock mm. in the, with the 31. second pick at, yeah, right. at 31 with the second pick. Yeah. 31's not, not horrible for it. Yeah. I don't think that's right? crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But certainly not 10. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, There's a few more questions we can get to a little bit later. But for now, let's take our break. Coming back on the other side with Dan McQuaid from Defector. All right. Welcome back to Birds with Friends. Bo, Zach, and Marissa joined now by a special first-time guest, long time coming. Dan McQuaid from Defector covers uh, all kinds of things at Defector from uh, bootleg T-shirts to uh the eagles fan experience and uh wrestling nonsense lots of good stuff dan how are you thanks for joining yeah, us lots of stuff i'm good thanks for having me on i'm i'm thrilled to to finally be on one of the few podcasts i listen to and watch watch it's it's live i'm i'm a little nervous maybe i don't know <laughs> well uh that's why i'm wearing my it's why i'm wearing my uh, lucky shirt now is that is that a, and what a, is the what, shirt what we can we see that yeah yeah so this is a ty detmer mm. shirt um that I purchased uh, from uh, a place called Rare Vintage. It's like VNTG. That's a local Philadelphia store. There was like a pop-up market um, at Downingtown Vintage like the day before the season started. And it was either this or like a Bobby Hoying caricature shirt. I like mm-hmm. to buy like a new Lucky Eagles shirt every okay. year because um, I'm one of those people. Um, and... Uh, I bought this. I I texted. I just like took a photo of it and texted my parents. And my mom said, Ugh, "I hate it, Bobby Hoying." <laughs> so I got the Ty Detmer shirt. And um, and so you have sort of uh, created this into the universe because the only time the Eagles and Niners have played each other was was Detmer, right? Yeah, it was a a famous game where the Eagles got uh, no points. They were shut out. They uh, Detmer threw two end zone interceptions. Um, and then he got hurt and Mark Rippon came in and I have like I was been researching it this week. I'm going to do like a little story about it. And I had no memory of Mark Rippon playing for the Eagles. Um, he was their backup in 1996. I have no memory of him coming into that playoff game. Maybe I like turned it off already. Um, like I, I can remember like very vividly Ty Detmer throwing those interceptions, but uh but I do not remember really anything else from the game. Maybe my my brain is protected. And how lucky how lucky is the shirt? What what kind of record are we working with? Oh, I mean, I wore it for every game except for um, I didn't wear it for the the what was the game? Oh, I didn't wear it for the Texans game. Okay, figure it. Phillies night. Yeah. Yeah. Phillies need night. It. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wasn't wearing it during the Colts game because it had been like in the wash mm. or something. And then I put it on in the fourth quarter. There you go. In order to 
you know, give the team a boost. And it worked, you know, they, they, they didn't lose that game. Um, yeah. So I, it, I wore it every week. Um, I didn't wash it for the first half of the year. And then like, clearly it's power mm. was starting to, to wane. So then I started washing it and it, it seemed to, to, to regain some, some of its juice. Obviously I wore it last week and Very it, nice. it worked out really well. What was My- your Super Bowl shirt? Oh, good question. Uh, my Super Bowl shirt. So I actually went. I had a ticket to the Super Bowl. I I went to the Super Bowl, um, and I wore um, a shirt from Quick Stop, which is a deli in Kensington. Um, there's actually a couple, um, but there's one. My my wife teaches at Kensington High School, um, and there is a Quick Stop right across from her school. Um, it's like in an old Seven Eleven. It's like if you want to see what a Seven Eleven looked like in like 1997, you can go to this. <laughs> To this uh, independent convenience store. Anyway, they sell. I hope, I hope no one from the Eagles is watching. They sell like you know branded, uh, you know bootleg nice stuff. Um, I don't think anyone from the so Eagles. So I wore is that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna go after this. Uh, this. Um, no. This is gonna create a little Caesars-like controversy. There's gonna be. Right. Someone's gonna get yelled at for this. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the official convenience right. store? I guess it's the Pro Shop. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. It's not. Uh, it's not royal farms there's there is one downtown i like convenient mm. it's not a convenience store it's a it's a convenience mm. store um <laughs> and uh yeah so i forget what the question was as i rambled <laughs> off into it was asking what shirt you wore for the super bowl oh uh, this is how some of my articles work too <laughs> yeah and then i wore sweatpants because i'm from northeast philly i wore like a uh a shirt that my mom had gotten me i wore a coat that my friend uh molly eichel from the Inquirer had purchased for me. It's like an old chalk line Eagles jacket. Um, I know she did not spend that much money on me. So it must right. have been like before the vintage boom. Sex um, former colleague. And uh right. and yeah. So you know, things are things are uh, you know, I I have uh I I like you can tell I think about this stuff because like I have in my brain like the memory yeah. of everything I wore to the Super Bowl. So my lucky um clothing story is that when I was like three months old, my mom was a big uh, Red Sox fan. This was the 86 World Series between the Red Sox and the Mets. And they left to go uh, like to a party to watch the game, left me with the babysitter, put me on a Red Sox thing. Um, And my dad came home in like the ninth inning. And, you know, the Red Sox are winning, obviously. And he, he, he took me out of bed because it was like, see the Red Sox win the World Series. And he found that I was in a Mets outfit. The babysitter had changed me. And uh, just when he realized that, what? the ball goes through Buckner's legs. And so that's the uh, that's wow. the famous story. What? So you were to blame? For Whoa! That? Yeah, yeah. Wow! Ooh, oh man, this you need to name this babysitter. <laughs> a good question. You know, yeah. I don't. I mean, I respect the move. She was a Mets fan. Yeah, yeah. actually, uh, yeah, I am. I am kind of impressed yeah, by it. It's a good move. Um, Dan, what are your, your general thoughts on like the, the arc of this Eagle season? Um, because they have been so dominant. I think it's, I mean, from my vantage point, it's like, it's different than 2017. Um, because like it has sort of come out of nowhere, but there haven't been like that many close games. I don't know if we like understand the, 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 like the personalities quite as well. What's your, what's your like opinion on how this season has gone for you as a fan, as opposed to 2017? Sure. I mean, so I think that it's gone, you know, uh, 20, I feel like 2017 kind of came out of nowhere more than this year. Right. I know that people were 
were excited about Wentz and and you know and they had started three and zero the previous year and you know they had um, they had added you know like Jeffrey and and um, and Tory Smith and and you know guys like that Eagles legend um, Tory Smith know. he'll never he's, well, yeah he's yeah, yeah. So, he level. caught yeah. that he he caught that that tip pass off the Falcons yeah. guy's knee it was a huge play um, so I think you know. I, I kind of thought they might be really good this year. You know, I maybe, and I know, you know, I think the only people who really had that was like football outsiders and, um, you know, had them like preseason right. ranked one of the top teams, you know, like Peter King, you know, said that the saints were going to win the NFC. You know, I do think this sort of came out of nowhere. You know, I think it's been a really, really good, obviously they went 14 and three. It's been a really good season. You know, people are, I'm like, I'm amazed at how negative people have been about the defense this year. You know, I think the defense mm. has been very Speaking good. Zach's language. You know, people like, you know, like they, like you would think they gave up like a dozen third and thirties as opposed to one, you know, like obviously that. Do your friends in the Northeast think so as well or? <laughs> Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. My, my, my friends in the, in the Northeast, my friends and my, like, uh, I have some, I have some, uh, very, you know, okay. So I went to two games this season. I, I people, you know, and it's football. So like I overreact to, you know, like one play, I'm like, Oh, the Eagles are going to lose by 20. And then the next play I'm like, Oh, the Eagles are going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, but like, I do like, I have some, I was, I went to the game, um, where they their first loss when they lost Washington. to Washington, and as I you know they 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 the last play you know like I exited at the stadium as soon as I saw that flag for unnecessary mm -hmm. roughness late hit um, like I knew, and like the guy in front of me leaving the you know going down the the ramp or whatever was like never freaking watching football again. And I'm like they're they're having an incredible <laughs> season and they lost a close yeah, game a shame to a division opponent. Yeah, they missed know, some good games. But but I was pretty you know I was pretty angry at that time too you know I I went to like you know I thought there were a lot of games this year that I thought were going to be close and were not you know I thought like I, I also went to week two against the Vikings and I I pretty much thought they were going to lose and they you know won really easily um, you know the only game I went to in 2017 besides the Super Bowl was I actually went out to L.A. for the nice. game at the Coliseum they played there I went there both years they played twice in a row I wanted to see. Uh, you know, we have, I have, I have friends in LA. My flex, I got to take Big my flex, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I got lots of friends in LA, you know, lots of, um, I, I got to take my wife to an Eagles game. The only Eagles game she's ever been to is the, the game is the, the, is a game in Los Angeles. And she was very impressed that all the Eagles fans. 17 or 18. Like, I got the, like the Wentz injury or the first uh, 18, okay. 18, the, the, the Wentz injury. Yes. Yeah, I did. I did write a thing. I did write a thing after the Wentz game, the Wentz injury game, where I just like uh, wrote down what I heard Eagles fans like saying, leaving mm. the the Coliseum, mm. at, you know, and everyone was basically like, oh, well, season's over. That's you know, what we chance, said on the podcast famously. Yeah. 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 You know, oh, I mean, I said that first game. Uh, when he, I believe it was the Giants when they played, like his first pass was like such a duck. And I was like, oh no, like this is not going to go well. And obviously I was, you know, I was, I was totally wrong. And, and, and I, and I don't think that was an instance of me, you know, overreacting. Um, you know, that first pass was really bad and, you know, Foles had been, you know, uh, obviously he had had some success with the Eagles before, but I was not expecting too much of him. And obviously it, uh, it worked out. 
Um, you know, you said I don't think we know the team as Yeah, much. I don't know if I'm even you know, understand if if I even meant what I said there. I was... <laughs> no, I do think, but I think like, you know, so the year uh the Sixers were the one seed and lost horribly to Atlanta uh, to the Hawks. the Hawks in the in in the NBA playoffs. You know, I saw someone, you know, uh saying like, oh, you know, the city's just not in it for the team. Like, I don't see any car flags like I did in two thousand one. Yeah. Um, and if, if you remember during the 2001 Sixers playoff run, there were like so many, yes, car I remember that well. but I did like, I did like a search and like the first time I saw the words like car flag in the daily news was like after game one of the NBA finals. So like, I think that like, as this stuff goes on, like we know so much about the 2017 team because we learned, we learned so much about them afterwards. Yeah, from Like Zach's Thank book, you. Underdog. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, and there's, there's like, look, look at your bookshelf. There's like 40 Eagle <laughs> yes, Super Bowl books there. there. Are, it, there are, yes. it, it, yeah. it looks like, you know, and I've read most of them, I think. And, uh, you know, and those, you know, you, you sort of learn more about the team and things I think like sort of mean differently in retrospect. You know, I think, I think that they can, you know, you can watch the, you know, and even like, you know, you say like the Wentz injury. Well, obviously that ended up being a, you know, a wild thing that led to, you know, Foles being Super Bowl MVP. Obviously that's different, but even like smaller things, you know, you, you just sort of look at it and, and it's like, oh, well, this is a game where the team ended up winning the Super Bowl. You know, this is a, this is, this is great, you know, like, and, and I think, you know, guys get, you know, people who are, uh, you know, guys who are, who you know may once have been you know like if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, everyone's going to forget about how much they complained about Jonathan Gannon. Sure, you know. Well, uh, I also wonder how much know, having been to the mountaintop changes the experience, right? Like, there's a little bit less of uh, like a pressure that they got to get it done because you know it was only five years ago that it happened, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that, that, that run was obviously, you know, uh, different in the sense that like, you know, because Foles was the, was the QB, you know, the backup was the QB, you know, obviously they were, they were underdogs. There was That's a the great, book. great, you know, like there was a great, great image of, you know, of Lane wearing the, the dog mask, like the instant that game against the Falcons ended, you know, there was like instantly there were some sort of like, Oh, here's here's a gimmick, you know, for everyone to to rally around, and um, you know we haven't really had that yet, um, but maybe we'll get it Sunday. Maybe you know something something will will happen. Well, like speaking that. about romanticizing players uh, and past times, I'm I'm curious. This city also likes the uh, the pregame ceremonial player whatever it may be the first pitch in baseball, the bell ringer for the Sixers and, yeah. and you know, the, the, I guess the flyers do the puck dropping, but I don't know if they do celebrities for that. Um, but, but the, uh, the Eagles, Sarah Palin one. Okay. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a, uh, the Eagles. Yeah. Ed. Oh, oh, oh no, I'm sorry. Go on. Ed, Ed Snyder is like a co-founder of the Ayn Rand Institute. Okay. Nice. So he, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rogers. <laughs> so, uh, so that's how, that's yeah. Out. So last week, of course, the Eagles had, had Malcolm Jenkins and Tory Smith and Brent Selleck, uh, out, out there for the, as the honorary captains, who should be the honorary captain on Sunday? Who would captivate the audience Ooh, the or, or the fan base the most? Ooh, that's that's good. You know, I feel like everyone would just say, "Oh, 
Brian Dawkins or something, right? But let me let me think about it. So it has to be someone retired, right? So it can't be like Foles. You know? I was thinking it could, it could be, be Foles, right? It could be Foles. Uh, is he, yeah, he's under is, contract. Is he yeah, a free agent now? Question. Yeah, he's under contract. So, um, you know, so uh, no, I was waiting. I was just setting up a joke. It's got to be someone retired. So it can't be Ray did it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, you see, you see, uh, Jim Gardner starting a podcast now too. He is. He's like, none of it. Yeah, these guys can't stay retired. Um, you know, it's it's fine. You know, these guys. I don't blame him. Working is awesome. People. So, oh, I don't, when I when I retire, I am I am maybe done. When I retire, I want to be done. Like I want, I want to retire my last. I, I'm going to retire, and then my funeral's the next day, right? Like, uh, <laughs> like I said, really? Well, I mean, I like, I enjoy working, right? So uh, that's one of the I mean, saddest I, things I, I I've ever it heard. Work hard uh, behind you, and and like I do from your like time blocking thing, you know, like you're. I wish I'm like very jealous and I, I don't say that a lot. I'm very jealous of your like organizational skills Me too. and your like, you. yeah, like that is something that I'm on new medication for now. <laughs> we'll see if it works, you know? Um, but yeah, you know, um, so who should it be? You know, well, I mean, it should be Ty Detmer, right? That's what I should mm. say, yeah. but it can't be, lost, it should be, yeah. it should be the Detmer brothers maybe. Um, no. So, well, they did. Uh, they, I mean, those guys all wore jerseys, right? Uh, the the Selleck, Malcolm, and and Tory Smith. So maybe it's the three guys jerseys that they wore, which I think were Dawkins, Westbrook, and Harold. Well, so I was gonna say it has to be Westbrook, right? Because he played for the Niners mm. as well, right? So we need like a we need somebody who can like uh, who played for the Niners and is like I'm supporting the Eagles, you know, like um, like Yo, uh, you mentioned him right. yesterday on the pod. Like, can we get Ricky Ricky? As he's called here, Ricky Waters, mm-hmm. um, not not his actual name, but Ricky Ricky Waters. Uh, I, I, but I don't know. Does he does he does he not like the Niners? Like we need, you know, like. But um, yeah, I think Westbrook. Like right, like that's a good like Westbrook Dawkins. Who who is the other? Who's the well, other it was Harold. Mc, it was Harold Carmichael. But uh, you would think that McNabb Harold, would be Carmichael. the one who fits with that group. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you know, and those, I mean, like, yeah, Harold, Harold Carmichael, I feel like is around a lot, right? Yeah. Like, like what I get excited by is like when someone who's not around a lot. Yeah, you want to, you want a Royal Rumble so, pop for somebody who's unexpected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for, you know, so like, so like, you know, Brian Dawkins, like I saw him on the sidelines, you know, Saturday, right? right. Like, so, you know, I mean, I'm not that he's, you know, not like, you know, a, a player I, I really enjoyed, uh, you know, watching. But yeah, who the who, yeah, who could so, be the surprise uh, pop? I, I think, think Foles. Foles. Foles is the surprise pop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Foles would be the play. I don't like. Can they do it? Like, uh, sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Why not? What are What are they gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> when... uh, what about What about Clyde Simmons? Just, just, just throwing I, stuff out. I don't there. think that. I don't, I don't think that that gets them up enough. I think. I think if 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 Dawkins came out the way he used to at the tunnel, that would energize the crowd. Or could you go non-Eagles, right? Is there uh Yeah, does it could it be like a Philadelphia sports? Yeah. Mm, yeah, like MB. Oh, I'm always or... I'm always abused. I went to I went to the World Series game where the Phillies got no hit. And uh like Sherry O'Terry and the Fanatic did the old like cheerleader sketch from SNL. Like I'm, like every every celeb just gets pulled every celeb with any tenuous tie to to Philadelphia gets 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 pulled uh in um 
Yeah, who would be a good? I think if like Bryce Harper and Joel Embiid came out together, that oh, uh, that would be, be good. Yeah, current current yeah. stars would be would would be good. Uh, the Sixers. Sixers are off on Sunday, I believe. Sixers are I think off. They game right, Saturday. they play. Yeah, yeah, they play Saturday. So yeah, and they're home. So yeah, and they're home the next day too. So that is certainly doable. Uh, Dan, you messaged me yesterday. You have an important take that I, that uh, I think needs to get out there uh, on the person who D'Amico Ryan's could be overtaking as the most handsome mm-hmm. head coach of all time. I I told you this, and then I like looked at some photos of him, <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe not. Like like have the pictures I've seen. You know how like when you see like when there's like a Frida Kahlo self portrait at Marshalls. Maybe I'm the only one who sees these, and it's like Photoshop to make her hot, like. <laughs> Is that what they're doing with my pick was Jim Thorpe mm. uh, early, early? You know, I just like I feel like I thought of him as a handsome man. And then I looked at some pictures and I was like, oh, he's he's not a he's not as much of my type as I thought. Um, What's your type? But, so it's D'Amico. I mean, type. Yeah. So it might be it might be D'Amico. I'm not sure. I'm not fully sure what my dude type is. I I my Instagram suggestions have correctly pegged what my <laughs> uh, which which I won't I won't talk about. We appreciate that. Uh, any uh, any predictions for 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 Sundays, Dan? How are you feeling? Yeah, I think they're gonna win easily. You know, I I'm like I'm I I got a little nervous listening to the pod yesterday. One of you made good points about how you know how the you know the the Niners you know throw to the running backs really well they throw to kittle the tight end really well and the eagles don't defend those things particularly well um but i don't know that's about it otherwise i think the eagles are just a much better team i I know that like the niners are tops in dvoa now and i know that their their defense is is very good um but i think the eagles pass rush will be able to really dominate the game and if you know especially if the eagles can like get ahead early you know like i thought they were going to blow out the giants i did not expect it to be you know like a i mean i, I want to say it was you know like obviously there were bigger playoff well maybe there weren't like actual bigger playoff blowouts but like it was the third you know, i was at that time. i was at that um you know i was at the game where they destroyed the lions in in 95 the the lomas brown game um I, you know, saw them, you know, beat Tampa back to back years, you know, I, they, you know, they, they obviously slaughtered the, the, the Vikings in the NFC title game a few years ago, but these games were like close at times, you know, like the, the Vikings were ahead, the Lions, I don't know if they were ahead, I think it was seven, seven, you know, that game was the first quarter was close and the Eagles scored 31 in the second, you know, those, those Tampa games were like kind of close for a bit. And this one, the Eagles just came in and like, you know, the only thing they lost was the coin toss, you know, they. They just good blew line. them out. I wish I used the, that line. That was a good line. Yeah, uh, I think. Line. I, yeah, I use it in my story. Okay. So, yeah. um, so, it. I would be remiss if I didn't ask this because whenever I meet someone who listens to the show, my first question mm. is: is what can we do better? Uh, so, what can we do better? How can we improve the show? Wow, you you are a, a hard worker. Um, I mean, obviously, I still can't get over. I hope the day after I retire, I'm yeah. in the grave. Is the day I die? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was, it's fewer things like that, or or maybe say more things like that. I'm not sure what. I would I, be I, I, more I I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. What I mean is, is that 
Like I, I don't know what I could do in retirement. I want to, mm-hmm. I enjoy like getting up and going to work or, or, or getting up and have work to do. I'm not good. Like we, you know, how hey, Zach's, like- hey, Zach's in the podcast. He's, I mean, he's, he's in the hospital. He's, he's 96 years old. Uh, he has one final request. Would you mind doing a podcast <laughs> with him? <laughs> I mean, no, we get these like, he like wants two, to, three weeks. He, he wants yeah, to we, do a peck mess migrate one final time. In the summer, we get these three mm. weeks off. And my wife jokes like, that's the most miserable I am all year. Is <laughs> is like, I'm just, I'm sitting there reading every article I wrote from the past year, trying to figure out like what I could do better the next year. So I, yeah, I admit it. I, I enjoy working. Oh, uh, I mean, I do that a lot. And I think it's just because like, I enjoy pain. Like I go back through old articles, <laughs> like some, sometimes I'll read something and one, I'll be like, I have no memory writing this. And there are like, and like, you know, like I was at a time when I was at Philly mag, I think one year I wrote like 1300 blog posts, wow. you know, and that's just like too many to remember all of them. But sometimes I'll find an old story I wrote and it'll have like, Oh, like, oh, I interviewed five people for this and I have zero memory of 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 ever writing it. And so I like going back to old yeah. things and like see what I can do better. I've listened to myself on old podcasts and, you know, see what I can do better that, you know, I used to be, you know, I used to stutter pretty badly. Um, I don't anymore. Uh, but obviously I still have some some of it left. And so, you know, that's something I'm always working sure. on. Um, but uh, but I uh I think that you have, I don't know. I, I think it's a, I think it's, I mean, like I have a very high bar for, or I have a very low tolerance for podcasts in general. <laughs> um, and like, there's a couple that I can listen to, like, you know, like I listen to some like with my wife because it's like we're driving and like, so that it can be, sometimes it can be whatever. Although even that we've like given up on stuff. Like I was, I was listening to, you must remember this uh, uh, a long time ago and they were like the host said like it's all about like hollywood gossip and the host was like mm-hmm. i'm not really concerned with who this person slept with or whatever like some old hollywood star and i was like that's it. forget it turn it off that's what this whole podcast <laughs> is about like um kaylin i will like, say uh, i will say our, mu- our our mutual uh colleague at uh, crossover kaylin kaler has gotten me into normal gossip Oh yeah, normal gossip is a is a very very uh, fun show. I I I it's also I was I can admit it I was like skeptical mm. of it. I was like, what is this about? Um, and then I listened to an episode and I was like, oh, I get it. This is this is great. Yeah. This is really entertaining. Um, yeah. So I I like this this podcast. I like that views have like I like that you know I think like a good podcast is like. It's accessible, but also like there's like the hosts say a couple things that are like inside jokes referencing something, you know, 40 episodes ago. Well, we we, and, we definitely crossed that off the list. And, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, but like I think that's good. I think that like develops like a sense of real community among hmm. listeners, as much as that like sounds a a little weird, you know. Like I listen to like a wrestling podcast that uh OSW review, and they like like now I'm always like, anytime like someone's overacting, I'm like, oh, he's selling for the guy mm. in row Z. You know, like this is like picking up their like, you know, like catchphrases almost, you know. Um, and so I think, you know, that's sort of like making the show, this is going to make it sound really bad, but like you do a really good job at like making the show an extended universe mm. of like, of, you know, like different bits and, and, you know, 
than is you know, <laughs> like regular guests and stuff you know like i think that's like very cool i think that 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 is what like the best podcasts Interesting. do um you know and so i have not told you anything you can improve on um besides have me on more <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah so you know now i just like talked you up i feel like i i want i want to like yeah see like i'm i'm enjoying this but it. you know zach zach wants the criticism he's you, like there's there's I've, like a uh i have a question he's like a he's like a podcast sadist i have a separate question for zach are there not like do you not have like a hobby or 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 something that you've sort of always wanted to do that you've never now like, you sound like Emily. Years, like 18 18 months ago i like started boxing and it's been like in, mm. like it's something i always wanted to do i finally started doing it and it's been like incredible You're just like knocking my, people out left my, and right on the street my my mood is way up my shoulders look amazing you know like i'm down like 40 pounds from my high you know and and then i've tried other things and they've gone terribly you know like i tried to teach myself how to draw like a year or so ago you know i run the defector store and i'm pretty good at graphic design i had like a pirated copy of photoshop like <laughs> since like sixth grade now i have a legal one <laughs> um and you know and i tried to draw and it went terribly like me and my friend who's like a who's like a very good artist like went to Flex. like a, a park and we were just like drawing stuff like drawing like the buildings around it and like some dude like came up and was like what are you guys drawing and then like looked at my drawing and was like oh <laughs> and like and i was like you oh, had like man, Jimmy I, I need to like going on I need to, I need to like take a, uh, I need to like take a break and, and figure out a different way to teach me to draw um, that, that, you know, and I, I am going to go back to it, I think eventually, but you know that, I don't know. I found that, you know, so that's a long story about me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Zach, yeah. What do you, do you want a box? Like, and I have a uh, really good trainer. Honestly, my, he's also a rapper. He's, oh, the, he's great. well, he sounds like someone I would like to do a story about, but uh, no, I, my, my hobbies are my kids. Right. So I, if, uh, yeah, if yeah. I'm not working, like I am doing an activity with them. I'm either taking them to one of the, you know, their things or, we're going to the museum. We're going to a museum. We're going to a park. We're going to Chuck E. Cheese. We're going to get a slice of pizza. Where I'm doing something to be with them. That's my hobby. If I'm not, if I'm not working. Do you have favorite? Do you or your kids have favorite museums? Uh, yeah. So they like the Please Touch Museum. Um, oh yeah, that's that. Yeah, so we. It's it's not in the same place than when I was a kid, but I assume I love the big like Septabus. I'm sure they still oh, yeah, have that. Absolutely. Pen to drive. I don't know why that was so fascinating, but the la I was at the Police Touch Museum. You know, you can't go in. There was a thing like, I don't know. I was at Philly Mag because I remember blogging it. There was a thing where they had like Star Wars Day at the Police Touch Museum, and then they had to clarify like this is a kids event. Like adults <laughs> can't come in unaccompanied and people were like so angry about That's funny. it you know um yeah just like you know people were just like oh, i'm never gonna go to the police touch museum again and it's you're like well yeah. yeah like you're literally not allowed but i was at the police touch museum for the debut of gritty mm. which uh oh. ended up being a, a a milestone event you know the really the, the the biggest thing the flyers have done in you know a decade aside from having sarah palin drop the puck but i guess that was over That's, a decade ago yeah that was that was 2008 okay. I, believe. Yeah. I have one last question for you dan what did you make of howie roseman showing up at raw last night 
Oh, there were there were a lot of celebrities there. Howie Roseman, Brock Lesnar guy, the guy who loves Brock Lesnar. Um, <laughs> a couple like people who I always see dressed as Ric Flair or Macho Man at okay. Philly WWE events. Um, yeah, I saw somebody posted posted like tweeted that, and then somebody else was like, "Oh, it's not a story. He's there with his kids." <laughs> it's like, well, like, like they just tweeted it. It's not like a big deal. <laughs> Um, who do you think is so the comp? I, who do you think is the is the wrestling universe comp for Howie? Oh, who? Hmm. Who is someone who? So it has to be someone who got to be like a I manager, mean, right? Are we talking like well, Bobby the Brain? Well, I was gonna say uh, no. I was thinking like a guy. I mean, like uh, like unfortunately, is it now Vince McMahon mm. pushed out of power and then returned? Yeah, I guess he would have to then leave WWE to greatness and. Maybe a a six billion dollar sale would would be that. I see um, Bischoff in the comments. Like I, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Like I like that, right? Except like Bischoff is more of a fraud than sure. Than, like Bischoff came up with the NWO, like one of the greatest angles ever, you know. But that would be like if Howie had only drafted McNabb and never drafted anyone right. else. Good. I, I don't know. It's tough. All right. Um. Jimmy Hart. He was, Jimmy Hart's a good one. He was there last night. Uh, well, Dan McQuaid, thank you so much for taking the time. Give uh, give the listeners where they can follow you. A yeah, great, I so mean, one of the, one of the greatest me. Twitter handles is so easy. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at DHM. I'm not the uh, – I, sometimes I get wrong tags for uh, the Germany History Museum, <laughs> Deutschland History <laughs> Museum. Um and I'm not them, uh, but I'm DHM. My it's my initials. Um, very fun. It's I can't get it like anywhere else. Uh, so I've been trying. Dolph Hamster Music like quit Instagram a decade ago and has DHM. And I've been trying to get it, and and uh, I don't know. My my notes to Instagram have gone unanswered. If if you can believe it. Uh, yeah. So I'm on Twitter at DHM. Um, you can go to Defector.com for Defector stuff. I wrote a thing today about how George Washington. University does not want its new mascot to be the hippos. Um, They're not the colonials anymore. And uh, they are they are moving from okay. from that. I for vague reasons of of offensiveness. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, oh, like, what's the I get it. Sort of. I don't know. But like, I haven't. I haven't been following. I've Got to read the story. Colonial. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't touch on that in the story. I mainly wrote about hippos. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, like i guess like the colonial you know it's like how people are like oh, you fly the 13 star flag yeah like colonials like yeah okay colonialism is bad you know like i guess it's, i guess they don't want to be the the colonials but like i don't know like they're they are they're still george washington right like, it's it seems like kind of you know like they're, they're going to be like the george the uh, apple trees the, the george teeth, washington like, patriots yeah. i don't know commanders um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so Defector.com. I also run the Defector store, DefectorStore.com. Um, if we can you see the merch behind you, see some T-shirts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You can see. Uh, you can see. I do. We do not sell. Uh, we do not sell shoes. But yeah, I, I, have, a, I have a lot of shoes. Got some good Nikes there. Respect um, that. I have. It's like oh, Vinnie Curry's. Oh, no, my headphones fell out. But I'm gonna keep talking. Mm -hmm. This is something. If they make the Super Bowl, I'm gonna finish this and I'm gonna write about it. This is Jeffrey Lurie's PhD thesis uh, <laughs> that that I, I like got that. from someone. Now you've got Zach. Now you've got Zach Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now now I've turned the table. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's Larry's PhD thesis about the history of women in cinema. Um, oh, that's, it's that's right. interesting. Yeah. I mean, as theses go, like I've only read a couple, but uh, I read one on the history of cargo pants. I would say this is about at that level. Um, the cargo <laughs> pants one was pretty good. I, Who wrote that? Uh, a Drexel professor okay. named, uh, <laughs> his name I can't recall <laughs> offhand. Um, which is bad. He's he's helped me out a few times. He's like a fashion professor. Now that I run a t-shirt store, I'm like, that's 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 my next hobby. I'm going to teach myself how to sew. Oh, there we go. All I right. Like All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We will be back yeah. tomorrow night with Michael Dunn giving us the lowdown on the matchup in the trenches. So for Zach and Dan and Marissa. I'm Bo. We thank everybody for watching. Talk to you tomorrow night. And as always, we love you.